everyone and welcome to another episode of Obsessed Millennials. I'm Nashi and I'm here with Jossie today. How are you? I'm trying not to die because I keep coughing, but I'm good. I'm good. Actually, I'm good. I was telling you, way too much energy today and I'm trying to downplay it, but that was like, oh, I'm good. Super lame. So yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Ew. Hey, so we're good. That's good. It's been a week, and we say that every single week, but this week has been a motherfucking week. Yeah. We're exhausted, but we're here, and we're trying to get through this. Not that it's any, like, problem to get through this, but well, at least for me, it's hot. I'm tired, and I just want to sleep, okay? Adulting is hard. I'm in need of my bed as well. Haven't been able to really sleep this past few days, but at least we have this time to actually talk about something different to what we have been talking about. And catch up. Yeah, and catch up, definitely. So why don't we just get on to it and talk about what was released this week? We got a few cool things going on. First of yep. all, it's premiere weekend for The Lion King, and we, for the past two or three podcasts, we've mentioned the movie, and I'm excited to go watch it. Probably will go tomorrow or Saturday, don't know yet, but it's in my plans. Depends on how much money I have left after picking up my new glasses tomorrow, because, yeah, adulting. But I'm definitely going to go watch it, and I'm excited. I haven't, like I said, I think it was last week, I haven't listened to the soundtrack or anything I they told me at work that another trailer came out and I haven't watched that one either. So I'm like, just want to be cleared minded when I go watch it. Well, that's not my case. I'm not sure when I'm going to go watch it, but I have been listening to the soundtrack. Maybe not like in the past two days, but before that, I was listening to it basically every day. Even if it was only like four or five songs, not the whole thing, but yeah. I was in a Disney mood for a couple of days, even though you kind of like judge me all the time because I'm not as big on Disney as you are. But I will watch eventually. But I don't, I don't judge you that. Much. Um, do I need to in- insert like clips? No, I don't need your receipts. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that's being released this week is season four of Queer Eye and I've been anxiously waiting to cry my eyes out because I cry my eyes out every single season but I just love these guys so much like I saw my sister like post of them every single day like whatever they post on Instagram I'm like share and I'm obsessed with Anthony I just yeah it, it's a problem but I'm excited to watch that this weekend I'll probably skip everything else I should be finishing on Netflix and just go straight to that one. Because why not? Yeah. I mean, um, good for you because I don't watch this at all. I actually you need have... to get on the Queer Eye boat. <laughs> I saw uh, like a video or something and I know you have talked about them. You told me that I need to watch like a million times already. And I do have it on my list, but I... I haven't watched it, so maybe I will now that there's a new season. Maybe you should, and you have if you watch it this weekend, you have four seasons to binge watch. I mean, I love their personalities. I love what they do. I love the stories they share. You'll fall in love with them, I promise. But you're definitely gonna cry. I mean, I'm a crier, and you're a crier too. So what are you talking about? Excuse me. I I, I don't. It's cry. very touching. Okay. 
I, I don't cry. I'm a tough cookie. Tough. <laughs> yeah, as tough as a cookie. <laughs> um, but I think that's all the news we have related to movies and shows. Probably other things have come out, but work has. I haven't been up to date with anything seriously. I this weekend I completely disconnected from my phone and. During the week, I barely touch my phone at work. So I don't know what's happening other than actual news happening. But I never know what's happening when it comes to movies and TV shows. I'm kind of clueless on that area sometimes. So I tend to know more about the music. And to be honest, this week, I was like, we're lacking on everything because we have been following the actual news but thanks to those news we got some new music too which is freaking great for me like i don't know about you but i like when music gets real that way oh yeah for sure yeah and if listeners some of them know what's going on in puerto rico maybe some others don't know we're not gonna get super into it i'm definitely not gonna get super into explaining what's going on because then I'm gonna be ranting for like a whole day so that part I'm just gonna leave it to Nachi because I'm pretty sure she's gonna be able to summarize for you guys give you the general perspective of what's going on okay how do we put this into simple words I don't know it's there's a lot going on I mean Jossie's very vocal about this stuff. I'm usually a lot more reserved about this stuff. But this podcast is not about controversy and real news. This is a space for us to talk about things we love. But sometimes the things we love have to do with actual shitty things happening. And that's why I'm letting you explain this. Because I know it's going to be brief. If I do it, people, this is going to turn into a different podcast. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. And if you guys want the whole story, I actually promote that you go on Google and you search Puerto Rico and go to news. And I'm sure that everything you're going to find is about what's happening. So you could get all the gist of it. And there's plenty of content online. Um, but basically, I don't even know where to start. Basically, the whole summary of it is that the people in Puerto Rico are asking the governor to resign, and he won't. And there's been manifestations. We're in day six of manifestations. Um, there's been arrests. There's been other people quitting their jobs in the government and stuff. And it's a whole gist, and there's a lot going on. There's this whole chat, and there's a lot of controversy in it. And there's a lot of he said, she said, and private investigations. So seriously, it's a whole mess. It's important to talk about, but this is not what we want the space to become. But we do encourage you guys to go and have a listen to these songs that we're going to talk about and also search what's happening and share the news as well because we need to keep the word going on of what's happening and we need to maintain it trending and have the voices of the people heard. I think that was a good summary. See, general explanation, a good summary. That was great. Under like what, three minutes? Thank you. I tried. That was perfect. But there's something coming from all this that actually has to do with what we talk about here. And is music. There has been a lot of artists talking about what's going on and encouraging people 
to go and protest and join everyone into this whole uh, Ricky Renuncia movement that it's basically asking the governor to resign. And because of the whole controversy, the shad and other things that have been going on for the past few years, actually for many years, but condensed in the past few years, some of these artists have actually dropped some new music this past few days, including Bicosi. That was actually, I don't think he had anything new. And suddenly he came out with a song called Sucio, that it's about this whole thing and kind of like going, kind of talking and, and reveling. It's kind of the way, like it's a pro it's protest music. It's the way I can define this. It's a great song. Talks not only about the government, but the actual citizens that maybe just believe everything that the government says no matter what and keep like voting for the same people over and over again and then there's another song that was more for this situation um uh, from pj sinzuela called p-u-t-a if you know spanish um you know what that is um <laughs> anyway Um, and it's more about this whole situation that is going on right now. I think the biggest one out of all the music that has been going on, because I know there has been other artists that have dropped like other songs and or have adapted songs that they have to fit this situation, like Tommy Torres did with um, the original song is called Querido Tommy and. Mm -hmm. He fit it to this whole thing and call it Querido Ricky. But the biggest one is the one by Residente, Baboni, and Ile called Afilando Los Cuchillos. It's one of the best songs I have listened to in a while in this kind of theme, I would say. Like this kind of like protest songs, you know, stuff against. Usually it's kind of like, at least in Puerto Rico, it's usually like, against the government this kind of music and i have to say i loved it i don't know if you listened to it i did and it's my favorite out of the bunch i mean i love because he's music and i've been listening to it for years so to see him drop something new and to be of this like type of topic which is not unusual for him mm -hmm. was amazing but out of all the ones that have been released they i mean i love residente's music and i love his protest music mm-hmm So to see this and to like to just the whole collab like with Paponi and Ile and everything, it was it's so well done and I've been listening to it a lot. I think what I love the most about it it's how you know I like when artists make reference to other songs or you know their own like past work, and Residente did that on this, but it's also the fact that they're basically responding to this whole thing and like kind of like responding to the, to the chat from like the reference that they make and there's one part I'm not gonna say it because you know this is not about this but there's one part that every time it comes I start it has to do with the whole movement I think you know which part I'm talking about every time that line comes in I just want to scream the lyrics so hard But that's about it. I'm not gonna keep talking about those. Let's move on 
from that whole controversy, the last thing I wanted to say about it is a big thank you to the artists that are talking about this and bringing light to this issue. Like Ricky Martin, I think that was the biggest, the yeah, it's the, it's the biggest celebrity that we have. And to have him talking about this kind of made it go worldwide, basically. Um, and to start being talked more on on the news because it was at the beginning it was kind of like only in Puerto Rico but we have seen now that it's moving to they're talking like in the US and talking in other like Asian countries and stuff like that so that's freaking great for us and see if this thing changes but the other thing that I wanted to say it's toward the fans because I have seen a lot of things on social media like this whole cancel culture it's really toxic like people can have their opinions and I know we have talked about this before people can have their opinions and they don't have to share that publicly just because they are a public figure a celebrity they can support a cause without talking a lot about it and if they talk about it don't criticize what they say like if they're supporting whatever you're supporting you know they're giving their side of the situation don't be like criticizing whatever they said just because it's not what you wanted them to say that's about it there's no reason to be canceling people that have you know actual work one thing is what they think about they believe And another thing is what it really consists of work. For musicians, it's their music, their songs, everything, if they produce or whatever. It's not that. So there's no reason for you to be like, oh, I'm going to stop listening to this artist just because they're not talking about what they, what I want them to talk about. So just a PCA, stop with the cancel culture altogether there's no reason for doing that just because people don't think like you or because they don't talk about it i agree 100 and there's that let's just move on from Go such on. a heavy topic two weeks in a row with heavy topics like we can't keep doing this. well uh it's the world we're kind of living in and oh, it has to do with this so it kind of sucks but hey good songs from that okay That's the only yeah. thing that we're going to talk about here. Good songs from whatever it's happening. So, in other music releases, we have Hailey Kiyoko, who released another song. It's called I Wish. I haven't listened to it yet. I found out about it because Taylor Swift posted about it on her Instagram story, and I'm excited to have a listen. I wanted to when I got home from work, but... um. I had work brain, which means I forget things I wanted to do. And then we're recording and it's too late. So. But I'll definitely get a listen and it's going to be on our little playlist on Spotify. So you guys can have a listen too and you can tell us what you think about it. Um, and another big one. We've also talked about this for past few weeks. It's the new Ed Sheeran album, the number six collaborations project. And I absolutely freaking love it. I mean, I talked about how I love the number five collaborations project so much and everything like that. And how I was so excited about this one coming out and it didn't disappoint. I think I love almost every song on it and everyone sounds so different, but it's so good. I listened to it. I don't have a lot to say like you because 
you have been obsessing over it. Like you have been listening to that and that only since it came out. Yeah, it's been on repeat. Yeah, like, I haven't. I'm done not that. listening to it. I, the only two things I've been listening to this week at work while I work, obviously that's what you do at work, um, is listening to the Ed Sheeran album, listening to a playlist by Michael Clifford, or listening to Designated Survivor's new season, like and glimpsing at it every few seconds. But yeah, but basically this has been it. Meanwhile, I have been neglecting the podcast because. I listened to it only once and today because when I started looking at the list and like adding everything, I was like, yeah, um, we're going to talk about this and we have been hyping it up like, oh yeah, it's coming out and all. And you know, like I didn't, like I listened to a couple of songs that came out before the whole album. So I really needed to listen to the whole thing. I listened to it once. There's not a lot for me to say yet. But overall, what can, you know, what I can actually say right now, it sounds good. It sounds really good. And there's kind of like diversity when it comes to the sounds. Like we have talked about this before. Blow sounds so different to I don't care and to best part of me. Like there's a good combination there. So It's kind of like anyone can find something there that they're gonna like. For sure, you can definitely find something you like or some kind of genre that you're into. And he kind of also molds to the genres that of the artists that he is collabing with. So that's really, really cool. And I think everyone should have a listen. I think it really shows the kind of extent of how creative Ed is. But... We're going to talk more about Ed later because, spoiler alert, that's our main topic this week. So we're just going to drop it at that and then we'll continue later on. But before we continue, we obviously need to talk about a little bit of pop culture news, as always. And this week there aren't many, but one of them is that we finally got the first look of the movie adaptation for the musical Cats, in which we have artists like Taylor Swift on it. Oh, God, I forgot his name. Do you even James know Gordon. someone else on that film? Yeah, James Corden. And there's, oh. what's her name? Oh, my God. She's she's from that movie. She's yeah. that I, movie. Yeah, um, that movie. I know. Oh, my God. Yeah. With she's this from other Pitch dude. Perfect. She's from Pitch Perfect. Oh, oh. Uh, Anna Kendrick? No. That's she's not her. She's not in the movie, or is she? No. Oh Anna God, Kendrick, Pitch Perfect. You said Pitch Perfect. Okay, but it's Rebel Wilson. That's who I meant. Oh. But we got artists like Taylor Swift, James Corden, Jennifer Hudson, Idris Elba. Ooh, that's gonna be good. Rebel. Uh, I said Rebel Wilson, James Derulo, and many, many others because it's like a you said James cast. Derulo. I said Jason, didn't I? Oh, Jason, I thought, oh my God, I understood James. I'm like, who's that dude? Maybe I said it wrong. I don't know. I keep thinking of James Corden because he's also in the movie. I don't know. But it's a very versatile, like, cast. And, you know, you think I only know about it because Tennis left. But 
You know I'm a big musical gal. You know I'm telling the truth, okay? But you know I'm a big musical gal, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I knew about this movie coming out before I knew Taylor Swift was part of the cast. That's just a plug. I saw something. It was kind of like, I think she posted on Instagram or something. But it was kind of like a video where she was saying like, I get to go to cat school every day for work. Yeah, she's really excited. I mean, we all know that Taylor Swift like cats. And for the movie, they everyone went to cat school. But apparently Taylor Swift went to cat school a lot more than she should have <laughs> like she was done recording and apparently she was still there playing with cats and pretending to be a cat that's at least that's what she said in the Ellen DeGeneres interview but yeah I'm excited and the first look I think I loved seeing the transformation of each like actor into their character so I'm excited think the trailer comes out Friday. For us, it's Thursday, so the trailer hasn't come out yet. I'm not entirely sure. If there's a trailer, I haven't watched it yet, but I have seen little teasers of, like, the first looks and stuff. So, definitely excited to to learn more about this movie and for it to be released, because I'm definitely going to get a ticket to go watch it. Another big thing that we have seen online, and it's we've had a lot of challenges lately because we have like that, that bottle cap challenge, and now we have the face app challenge where basically we've seen how every celebrity is gonna look like when they're old, supposedly. And not only celebrities, like everyone's using this at work, like the workshop, it's been filled with everyone posting their pictures of this i mean i'm not into this sort of app and stuff so i haven't done it but it's hard to miss that it's being done i don't understand why everyone wants to see what they're gonna look like like are you that i don't know like are you that excited of getting old like are you kind of like oh yeah we're near dead Like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what's the whole fuss with the app. And there's some controversy with that app as well that came out after everyone was doing this. I was watching, uh, I don't know what, what's the channel that gives Keeping Up With The Kardashians? Is that TMZ? No. No. Yes. E! News. No, it's I mean, E! e. <laughs> well, I was watching a show in E! Like, I went to lunch well my co-workers at her house and we're watching tv and they were talking about how this is like a really different kind of challenge in hollywood because hollywood basically glorifies getting plastic surgery and getting all your wrinkles smoothed out and all of a sudden all these celebrities are posting pictures and it's like fake wrinkles but basically it's showing wrinkles and not perfect looks Yep. So they're saying that it was like, it's different and maybe it's good because it's like refreshing within the whole Hollywood, like you need to look so good all the time thing. So I was like, huh, that's a, that's, that's an interesting little point of view there. I hadn't thought about it. But if you want to know the other side of the app and the whole thing, go watch uh, Phil DeFranco because he talked about it. I think it was yesterday on the Wednesday show he talked about the whole controversy with this app and i'm not gonna get into it here because that's not what we do and at the same time i don't even remember exactly but it has something to do with the ownership to the pictures so go watch that yeah this is why you need to read terms and conditions people but anyways 
coming back to Ed Sheeran. It's also been on the news that he has broken another streaming record that he's reached 69 million streams a month on Spotify, which is the highest to date. That's insane. 69 million streams a month. He's a powerful ginger. We always knew this. He's powerful talented ginger and i mean obviously he has a long way to go in his career still like he still has those hits out there because he released a new album just a few days ago so and it's the one that we already talked about and that she's obsessed with i need to keep saying that you're obsessed with the album yeah i mean i'm obsessed with that cheer and sorry guys if you didn't know i'm obsessed with that cheer and i've been a fan for a few years now and in case you live under a rock and you don't know who the frick at cheerness that's what we're here for if you randomly stumbled upon our podcast and seriously if you don't know what sharon is you've not- definitely been living under a rock not even had a rock. Patrick for me not even a rock like way deeper like what are you doing with your life if you don't know who is the cutest most talented artist out there actually performer out there because we need to talk about how amazing of a performer he is and yes i love him too <laughs> i'm too aggressive today yeah that that was intense yeah that that was intense but i agree he's an amazing performer i've seen him live twice and i think i've talked about it on this podcast way too many times but he is amazing just to see him on stage with his guitar is like just amazeballs but yes to instruct those who don't know who Ed Sheeran is um he's an English singer songwriter and musician who was born on February 27th of 1991 in Halifax England is that how you say it I don't know I probably murdered I'm that. gonna say yeah But That's how you say it. Basically, at the age of 14, he took his guitar, packed some clothes, and headed to London to start his music career and see where that would take him. He There, he played small venues, produced more of his own music, released albums, he auditioned, he did collabs, and he met singers along the way, singers that helped him. He was staying at his houses. He was basically homeless and couch surfing and he probably back then did not think he would get this far um but in 2010 he was posting his videos online and one of them was noted by the rapper example who liked his style so much that he invited him to tour together and that basically helped him grow online and to meet the right people and all the stuff and now we have basically four studio albums by ed one video album, about 20 music videos, 13 EPs, 28 singles, and 17 singles as featured artists. And that's not counting all the songs that he's probably written for other artists because we know he's written songs for some of our favorite. Like One Direction. Yes. Um, yeah, we have collab, like him doing collabs and writing with artists like taylor swift one direction beyonce justin bieber and so many others because i mean he has two albums that like once on the p and once an album and basically they're all collabs yeah. so 
And to be honest, the best One Direction songs are the ones that Ed wrote. Yes. And basically the only Justin Bieber songs I've liked, Ed wrote. <laughs> But, oh, have you listened to Yellow Raincoat? Because that was by Ed, too. That's on the Believe Acoustic. I don't think I'll listen to that one. Well, I'll send you that one. Okay. Um, But... Mainly, we're not going to talk about all the things that he's released because that's, like, a lot. So, we're going to focus on his albums released with a, under a record label. And there we have Plus, Multiply, Divide, and now the number six collaborations project. And I have to say I love every single one of his albums. And I've listened to them, like, nonstop all the time. And I have a lot of favorites from each album. But... I always have that little special place in my heart for Plus. Like, it just gets to me every single time. And I know it does to you too. But if, if you have to pick just one from all his studio albums and EPs, which one would you choose? I think I would still choose Plus. Because from EPs, there's song. It's not a whole EP, the ones that I... I It's like songs here and there. And I'll talk about some of them in like the my recommendations. But basically, the Plus album is one that I love every single song on it. I mean, Multiply is really, really good. And so is Divide. And I, there's albums that I keep coming back to. But there's always Plus. I don't know. Maybe it's because... I get really attached to certain things of artists, especially if they're artists that I first time I watched them live and that's what they were like singing or the tour they were in. And I saw Ed in 2013 when he was touring with Taylor. Basically, the only album he had out there, he had his EPs, which I had listened to, but basically the only album he had out was Plus. So most of his set list was from this album. And it, it kind of like holds a little special place in my heart because of that. Because I fell even more in love with him that day. So yeah, if you had to choose one, which one would you choose? I think we probably have the same answer though. Yeah, it's easy. It's plus. I mean, I do like Multiply a lot. Divide, it's kind of this album. Like I like the songs a lot, but I don't have many favorites. But I met him with plus. Actually, um... I'll, I'll I'll talk about that later, um, but yeah, I met him with Plus, and usually I kind of like associate things when it comes to music and, and art in general with emotion and with people because, like we have said before, we're pretty emotional, and that's something on me that you know. So yeah, this one holds a really special place in my heart. And it's always my go-to when I when I want to listen to Ed, but just kind of like a specific type of Ed music, I go to this one. Yeah, I guess it's I think it's like more nostalgic, and it's a lot of what it reminds us of. Like I said, it reminds me of seeing him live for the first time, of really falling in love with this music. Because CCPs are awesome, but this was really like breathtaking, and I knew instantly he was gonna go far. Um, he writes and produces and all this stuff and it's his own music and it's so raw and even the most upbeat songs have something that's so special to them and I'm gushing about it but yeah but before we get into like 
little questions we also always answer when we talk about an artist. Um, I want to say that Ed also has done a little acting, and he was in Game of Thrones, which was a whole controversy because I don't know why people were upset about it, but they were apparently upset about it, and like, why? Because it's Ed. Um, and also, he's in the Yesterday movie, which we mentioned, and I still haven't gone watch, and I really want to watch it. But I haven't either. We're so bad at this. We're up to date, but we're not up to date. How is that possible? Well, when it comes to music, I am. When it comes to movies on TV shows, eh. <laughs> it's kind of like TV shows, it's, it's easier. But I don't know, man. Like, I used to love going to the movies. Not so much now. And it's probably because, I, like, I don't mind going along. But it kind of sucks at the same time. So, you know, I don't do I it. get it. I know I you have it. someone to go. Got it. I get it, though. Um, so how about we just, we just get deep with this and we st- what, what, I mean, we've obviously said that we love Ed and I said that there's something really special about him and you can sense it. And it's not like I've met him or anything, but some people just have this aura about them that you can tell that there's just something super special about them and that they're going to go far and that they have this whole process that needs to be shared with the world and there's very few artists out there that you could like get the sense of it there's something so timeless about his music as well like maybe there's some songs that obviously are meant to be more mainstream and they're supposed to go on in radio and become a bop but there's also songs that are obviously going to be played for generations i don't know those are my thoughts Um, And I think there's also something so intriguing about how he made his way to the top. He has a very peculiar story. And I said a little bit, he has documentaries out there that you can watch and think it's pretty awesome to see where he came from, what he went through. And that kind of gives you a glimpse into who he is and all of that. So I think there's there's definitely something very special about him. What about you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I agree with you 100%. I think for me, like, it's more about the live performances. More than how, you know, about how he became who he is today. Um, And it's because usually, like, you know me and I'm all about the music and I love when artists are so much better live than on the albums. Because if you're selling a talent, I'm hoping you meet the expectations that are set with the album. And I'm all about vocals. And he has such a heavenly voice. But it's not only that. It's the fact that everything that you're listening to is coming from him. Like... He's doing everything. He's the only person on the stage and he can, you know, he can make you feel like you're watching the biggest performance ever with the biggest production, you know, and it's only him. And I think that's freaking amazing. He's amazing at what he does. And that's what really like, that's what really makes me love him as much that I love him. Like, I'm not, I don't think I'm... I am as crazy as you are with him, but I do love him a lot, and it has been from the beginning. Like, 
I just love his music so much. And I love the fact that he's the kind of artist that everyone at my house agrees that he's amazing and they all listen to him. So that's another thing, you know, bonding because of that. Everyone at my house loved his music too. I mean, my my mom loves his music and I could, it's here in Puerto Rico, it's hard to like family members to like the same music you like, especially if they're not like really contemporary with things. And I mean, my grandparents probably don't understand it completely and they love his music and they know who Ed Sheeran is. I mean, they call him a Colorado but <laughs> they know what Jiren is and yeah. my grandma will talk to me about him. And um, I agree with you. He's really amazing live and he's even better live than he is. And like I said, it's something so stripped back. It's just him and his guitar. But I think that's also why going back to the whole where his beginnings and how he came to the way he performs is really, I mean, their stadiums, they're sold out. But there's something so humble about the whole strip back performance. And by strip back, I don't mean it's like an acoustic thing because obviously it's a big show and production. But it's just him and his guitar, basically. And he's doing, you'll see him doing the background vocals and the little, there's no way to really explain it. You need to go to an Echiran song of the concert and experience it for yourself. And I was so lucky to get to see him here in Puerto Rico and to have him here and with my friend Oma, you know Oma, but with our friend Oma, I, I was part of the Ed Sheeran fan club here and to see all these people get to experience it with me because I had experienced it in the past, but to see so many people from here that weren't, aren't able to travel to see him perform and also to be able to do a fan project and to have that featured in his tour video and all these other things and to it was a really special night and even though I remember my first time seeing him so fondly seeing him here even though I didn't have a job and my seats weren't the best and but to be able to experience it with all my closest friends and my sister again and with basically a lot of people from the island it was amazing at some moments of the night just now I get choked up just thinking about specific moments of that night and it was just really really special and like I said it's something so special about it and it's everything that you experience even if you're listening to his album or you're at a live performance or just meeting other fans it's he's universal and he's timeless and that's all I have to say like I gush over Ed every time I talk about him but those are just my thoughts you can disagree or agree I know you mostly agree, so that's a little disclaimer for, like, our listeners, not for you. I know you mostly agree with me, so it's just, it's really, really great to, <laughs> it's just so stupid. It's, it's like to live in a Cheerian's world, but I don't know, to be able to experience music and share it with so many people, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, his music is great, and he has so many many hits and his lyrics are so freaking amazing i know that's probably the best thing that you like about him because you're all about storytelling and all that yeah (laughs) but i tend to be a sucker for vocals and he has them he He has has the vocals 
Yeah. He has everything and he raps, which is freaking insane too. And he plays the guitar and he has all these pedals, but with all that he creates the whole like mu like when I say music, I'm talking about like the instrumental piece without the vocals. And even like I mean he even adds like backing vocals during the performances using the whole loop uh pedal. I just think he's amazing. Guys, like if you don't like Ed Sheeran, I think this is gonna be your worst nightmare because here you have two young women who love Ed Sheeran so freaking much. It's insane. And I mean, he's cute and all, but this whole love is not like how it is with some celebrities and some people who are fans. It's like, oh my God, I love him so much. And like, it's because he's cute and I want to marry him and stuff. It's like, no, I genuinely want to be Ed Sheeran's best friend and I want to hug him. Yeah. And it's generally about the music too, because a lot of people get carried away, like with the looks and all that. I mean, he's super cute. I think he's super cute. I'm so sweet. He's sweet, but actually, I do think when I say cute, I mean he's good looking. Oh, yeah, like, oh, yeah, sure. You know, my mom, <laughs> my mom tends to just to make me mad. She's always like, Ay, el, el colorado feo ese. <laughs> and I know she just everyone knows him as El Colorado. Yeah, <laughs> but um, she does it just to make me piss, and I'm always like, "And the fail, mommy," <laughs> but get get so pissed about it. He's so cute, and he's amazing. He's a great artist. He's such an amazing performer. I love him, and I have seen him too. Like you saw him twice. I have only seen him once, but I can. <laughs> pretty much say and I know I say this like with every concert but generally that was such an amazing concert like I would say it's it's difficult to compare concerts because I like so many artists that are different and he's like so different to everyone out there because sometimes I compare his music like when I'm talking about other artists like Niall Horan, Shawn Mendes I'm like Oh, yeah, they're kind of like Ed Sheeran style, but not really. Like, he's so different to everyone else, and I don't know. He's amazing. So it's hard to compare concerts, but I can say it was... He's a one-man band, basically, and his concerts are amazing. Like, sometimes in the... Like, this is something that happened to me in the concert... I completely forgot that he didn't have a band. And at one point, I kind of like, I came to like this, there was this awareness that he was the only person on stage. And I was like, oh my God, this is all coming from him. Like, I don't know. It was kind of, it blew my, blew my mind. And every, when I saw him here in Puerto Rico, me and my sister would freak out every time we saw that they were bringing out a new guitar because Ed's really big with his guitars and he names them all. And they all like are for different songs and everything. And every time we saw something, we would like grab at each other's hands and be like, oh my God, he's going to sing this song next. And usually we were right. And sometimes we weren't, but we got yeah. excited about every single song. And I mean, I keep gushing about seeing him here. But, I mean, one of my favorite songs in the Divide album 
is Barcelona, and I love to sing it in the car, even though it's probably a hazard to not my only myself, but to everyone else on the road, because, well, I get really into it. And here in Puerto Rico, he changed the lyrics, and instead of saying Barcelona, he was saying Puerto Rico, and that was insane. I was so jealous. I wanted to see him with all of you, and I, I couldn't because I was living here, and I saw him, like, what, two months after you guys? Yeah, it was pretty close. Like, we saw him, like, maybe a few weeks in between. Yeah. I think, wait, his concert was after... That year, I went to too many concerts, people. Like, I'm trying to remember. My concert was, was in June. Oh, yeah. It was in August because it was to remember that that year, starting July, I was like, oh, yeah, this week I'm going to a concert. The next week I'm going to a concert. Three weeks after that one, I'm going to another one. And I saw him, like, I think it was two weeks after I saw All Time Low. And after that, I didn't go to a concert until, like, November. But, yeah. And it was pretty big here. And it was near my apartment, which was the best thing ever. I didn't have to go to Atlanta. But that was full. Like, that arena was huge. And it was full to the max. I mean, he sold out here. And it's weird to see an artist that's not local sell out the entire Choriseo here. Mm -hmm. one to open it completely yeah that rarely happens with artists like international artists coming here yep two to have it be sold out mm -hmm. it definitely blew my mind it's like the power of ed i mean the, the mm -hmm. night was pretty spectacular and even though you we weren't here we got to experience it together and i experienced it a few times because i had a few friends who went around the united states so every time i would get like really really excited i think that was the only show Oh, and the Harry Styles one, because it was on the same venue, that I couldn't really, like, send you guys a lot of audios and pictures and stuff like that because the Wi-Fi at the venue sucks and I don't have any signal in there. So it was kind of like I had, like, I even if the show was bad, I had no choice but to, like, focus on the show. But, of course, it's Ed, so it wasn't bad. It was pretty good, damn amazing. So Yes, just two girls gushing here. Um, but how about we jump into our favorite Ed Sheeran songs? And I know this is, like, the dreaded part of every time we talk about a specific artist. But I think this is the first time that we did this without complaint. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I made this list earlier today. And I started to listen to him so I could, like, calm down because, you know, the energy this week has been, uh, you know, pretty high and kind of toxic as well so I was you know trying to center myself and I started listening to to Ed and I got to songs you know I started listening to a few songs that are definitely my favorite but they're hard for me like I get really emotional and I started crying like a little kid and I was kind of like trying not to cry because I was at work <laughs> but I was crying at work <laughs> Um, but yeah, I didn't get into this earlier and it's definitely, you know, I was gonna even, I was gonna mention it here anyway. When I started listening to Ed, it was for that first, uh, 
studio album, the um, Plus album. And it was weird because I didn't start listening to him when I first knew about him because the reason why I knew about him was because of One Direction. And like I have said in the past, the Wendy fandom had this tendency of hyping everyone up. Everyone that was around the boys, they were hyping them up. And I'm like, I was like, I don't want to listen to this person until I'm like, maybe I listen to something on the radio. I'm like, oh, it's the same person because I'm always thinking like, maybe they're not going to be as good as people are, you know, saying. But thanks to the One Direction fandom, I met this girl from uh the UK and we started being internet friends and we started talking about music and I said yeah I haven't listened to Ed and she recommended me three songs she was like just to get you into his like world and all his music listen to these three songs and it was the A-Team you and I and Small Bumped And those are pretty much three of my top favorite songs from him. But this friend died a couple months after we met because of fucking cancer. And every time that I listen to the songs, I cry. You can understand that, trust me, on that concert when he sang The A-Team, I was crying my eyes out because of that. But yeah, that's how I got into his music. Kind of hurts to talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, she's no longer with me. I know she is better now that she's not suffering anymore. And, you know, sometimes I think like, I wish he was here so we can talk about it and all the music that he's putting out. Every time that Ed releases a new album, I get all emotional because of that. But yeah, at least thanks to her. Uh, I think it's the biggest part in my life. I, when someone, even if they, even if you just stop talking to someone, at least it's the way I am. If they pass along something like this, like music, I will always remember them because of it. And I'm such a big, like, I said, like, oh, I'm not crazy about him, but, you know, I love him so much, and I love his music so much, and I'm always grateful for her, you know, that she was in my life, and I was able to listen to this dude that is amazing, but I'm also grateful for him, because his music comforted her during such a hard time, so, yeah, that's the reason why that my favorite album from him, basically, um, but, yeah, From my favorite songs, definitely The A-Team, You and I, Small Bumped. But from that first album to Give Me Love, you know Give Me Love is definitely, definitely one of my favorites. Like, I have covered the freaking song. It's to that point. Um, Another one is uh, You Need Me, I Don't Need You. And this one is like the complete opposite to the other three. It's an upbeat song. Um, and live, it's even more amazing than the studio version. It's so good. And then, um, I'm a mess. That's from Multiply from the second album. I'm a mess. The, I never know how to say this. Is it Tenerife C? That's how I say it. Well, um, 
don't come for us. But Tenerife Sea, and actually I have, um, I keep stopping. I'm like, instead of just mentioning the songs, I'm like giving you stories about them. This song wasn't part of the official set list for the Divide Tour. In the show here in, in Georgia, he said that he has some friend. he had a friend in the audience that was um, celebrating uh, his anniversary, his wedding anniversary right there, and that he wanted to dedicate a song to them. And he sang that song, and that's one of my favorite songs. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I wanted him to sing Give Me Love. He didn't sing that one. But when he started this song, I was freaking out. I I think there's an audio or like a video or something that I'm like, oh my God, didn't Reef see? <laughs> so bad. But let's let me just move on so I can go quickly on this. Um, another one from that album is Photograph and on or what's it on? On the song, this was the one on song association that I wasn't able, what was the word? You gave me a word that I was like, really Nachi? And then when you mentioned this song, I was like, oh my God. Oh, necklace. I was about to say that the word was necklace. Yeah. And I was so mad. Like, oh my God, I have covered this song and I didn't even know it. <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely one of my favorites. I love it. I know I'm always singing this song. Like sometimes like I'm just doing something random and I'm just singing this song because it's always stuck in my head. Um, and from the last album, well, I cannot say the last album now, but the third album, Divided, uh, Divide. I'm still trying to get my head, you know, like, wrapped around the fact that he dropped another album but I keep saying his last album when I'm talking about Divide like I said before I like a lot of the songs but like favorite favorites the only thing that I can think of it's perfect because I love every version of this song and I love the music video and it's perfect like there's no other way to describe it And, you know, here we go again with the puns. Um, <laughs> and from this album, from the last one, I have only listened to it once, like I've said before. But there's one that I really like, like, a lot. So I don't have, like, any, like, set favorites, but I already know that this one is one of those. And it's antisocial. Like, all the songs are featurings, but I don't remember who's with him on this one. I think it's Travis Scott. There's that. I'm not gonna keep going because then we're gonna be here whole night. Yeah, it's hard not to love all of his songs and just mention them as favorites. But to mention some of my favorites, I gotta start with the ones that I like from his EPs before I head into his first album. Because like I said, when his first album came out, I had already listened to some of his EPs. So I have One Night Cold Coffee. And even though this is on his album, I really like the EP version a lot better. It's the You Need Me, I Don't Need You song. And because in the EP, there's like this part that's not in the album one. And it's a lot closer to how it sounds when he sings it in concert. So I, I like the EP version a little better. And 
when we go into his album, some of my favorites are Don't Kiss Me, Lego House, Bloodstream, which sounds amazing live. Um, there's Happier. There's Take It Back. Oh, there's, this is another one from the from, from the EPs. Um, you mentioned the A-Team, and before we started recording, I mentioned that I really like the A-Team too, but I like the one that it's a collab, but it's not called the A-Team. And it took me a minute to find it because I couldn't remember the name. And it's Little Lady, and, like, the only part that's the same as the A-Team is, like, the choruses. Everything else is different, and it's, like, a little bit more wrapped, and it's a whole story, and it makes me cry every single time, and I absolutely love it. And from his latest album, uh, I mentioned it last week, and I'll mention it again this week. I'm really obsessed with the song he did with Bruno Mars, which is called Blow. There's others on the album that I like as well. I mean, there's the Cardi B and Camila Cabello song that I like. There's the one with Eminem. I think that there's one that's like Take Me Back to London or something like its name, and it's really good. Antisocial, I enjoy, and I really like the music video. So there's a few in there, but I don't know. There's something about the sound of Blow that really, really gets to me. And a little last one, and this is a cover, but it kind of reminds me of the first time I saw him live. He did a cover of Be My Husband, and it was absolutely amazing. And the energy that he took from everyone and everyone was clapping and singing along with him and singing certain parts. And I, I know for Multiply, I think it was, he released a little EP with extra songs. And he had this cover at a festival. And I enjoy listening to it because it brings me back to the moment with the whole, like, the counting for the claps and... It's really, really cool. And if you haven't listened to that cover, you should because it's amazing. Yeah. And from those that you said, like, he released a little EP with extra songs and all. I don't know if it was like an EP for one of the singles or like a little bundle or what, but there's a song from that uh, Multiply era that's called Friends. Yes. And I, I forgot to add that one. I love it. I think that EP was for Don't, if I'm not wrong. I don't I, know. I, I just know remember. that that song, know, it's amazing. Yeah, it's it's really good. But, like, it has that, also that little cover, and it just, just brings me back. But, yeah, I think those are some of my favorites. If I keep thinking, I'll keep adding more songs. And I didn't have any deep stories like Jossie did. You should listen to his songs. And even though Plus is really special to me and everything, and I mean, Kiss Me and Lego House, I, I, I cried. Trust me, I wish. But a part of me wishes that that story would be different. It wouldn't be, you know, with that ending. But, you know, things happen for a reason. Yeah. Uh, But I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to, like give you guys something i don't know like really i don't understand why people why people don't know about ed it's so freaking ah uh. so here's a little anecdote i have a tattoo that has to do with the a-team um and it says it's too cold outside for angels to fly and 
every time that people see that tattoo and they like make a reference like or ask something like make a comment or something about my tattoos it's usually about that one and what they say it's always like they read the lyric and they go what's that a song and they kind of like laugh and i'm like yeah it's freaking at sharon it's the a team how is it possible that people don't know ed sharon oh or that song you know because that song was huge here actually that song was huge in puerto rico like it was played so much on hot 102 yes so i don't get it why people don't why people If you're out there and you're listening to this and you don't know the A-Team, why? Uh, well, there's that. Oh, and actually, I was going to say something else that has to do with him. And I don't remember, but it's kind of like an anecdote, too. So there's the tattoo thing. That's you, That happens so often that, you know, it's always there in my mind. But... Damn, I'm always telling you, like, everything that happens in my life, I'm always telling you, and I don't remember. And if I don't remember, I'm pretty sure you don't remember either. <laughs> like, I don't even know. Like, I Girl, know. I'm Dory. I don't remember anything. <laughs> yeah. It's, I was going to say it's something. It's a miracle that I remember where I live every day. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, just imagine that, um, that little uh, route that you have from work to to your apartment if you forget that like really that would be worse than dory dory forgets a lot okay <laughs> anyway <Just for> dory. <laughs> i just remember so we didn't mention this but ed has make a, he has made a couple of songs for movie soundtracks and one of those movies is the fall in our stars I don't remember the title of the song. I know the the story on the movie. I haven't read the book, but, you know, the movie. I don't want to say, like, the book because I haven't read the book. And we'll, we know what tends to happen with film adaptations. Anyway, um, so with the movie, yeah, it's really touching. It's really sad. And you, you tear up. You, you cry and all. I went to see this movie with my mom. And... I did cry at the end, but that cry intensified with this song because it was the song on the credits. And I was crying when the movie finished. But as soon as the song started, I started sobbing. I couldn't stop. I had to wait until everyone left and the song ended for me to be able to get up like people from the movie theater came in to clean with <laughs> still crying my eyes out it was just i just want to know i didn't know that he, i don't remember that i didn't tell you did I that movie came it. out before we met i don't know did it I have no idea. I mean, I remember reading the book and crying, and I cried in the movie theater. But I mean, your explanation of the whole thing was me when I watched Me Before You. I mean, I had cried with the book a lot. But when the movie ended, I was like silently sobbing, and my mom went to go, like, she grabbed my hand and she goes, Are you okay? And then suddenly I was like, No. 
the last like the last time not the last time the only time before that that something like that has happened to me to that point that I'm sobbing I cannot get up and I have to wait until everyone leaves was with the last song and I don't know if it I don't I need to know like when this movie came out because I I'm looking because I need to know it was probably because of my friend but it was so so hard i was crying so much when did the movie came oh this is for the book damn it i don't i don't think we were super big friends when we watched the faults in our stars no it was the day it came out the day before of the big meetup so yeah so we weren't talking so so you don't know the whole ordeal with me and the book and me crying at the movie theater and you crying at the movie theater So we're, we were connected already. <laughs> we were connected by the crime. We were best friends, but we weren't yet. Yeah. We had met, though. Mm -hmm. But what, like a week before? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just I, I, I would like to see everything that happened on that movie theater with me, that situation, but from like, the workers from the movie theater perspective because I guess it would have been like or either pretty terrifying or pretty funny I don't know I was crying my eyes out I wasn't thinking about it I don't want to know I don't want to know what people think whenever I'm sobbing at a movie theater especially after the me before you movie because that was embarrassing and I couldn't control myself I don't know if But you you like do you have this with your mom Like, my mom, if she sees me crying, she starts crying. And if I see her cry, I start crying. Do you have that with your mom? Because the, in the movie theater, I mean, it was me sobbing. And then my mom was trying to calm me down. But she was crying, too. Depends on what crying I do. My mom is very sentimental like me. So I see someone crying, and I'll start crying. And I, I get really choked up over everything um but my mom i think it depends on what kind of like sentimental crying i am if i'm crying over a movie or a book or something either she'll tease me and tell me to get over it or she'll just feel like really really sorry and try to comfort me and not know how to comfort me because well i'm, I'm probably crying over something that's fictional so Yeah, but if it's something else, she, she'll definitely cry with me. Is there something like a crying festival or something like that? I think we can profit from that if we can start it. You know, that kind of sounds Girl, like we'll drown the town or something if we gather people who cry but we, over we everything. We can make money, though. Like, people say if you're good at over something... Tears? That's horrible. No, people say if you're good at something, don't do it for free. I'm good at crying. We can do I don't that. think anyone wants to pay us for crying. Unless um, it's like they're hiring us to cry at a funeral exactly. or something. Exactly. So there's somebody. We can do that. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have one more recommendation for this week, and it's not at related. It's I started watching season four. No, season three. Why do I keep thinking it's season four? It's season three. Season three of Destinated Survivor. I've been obsessed with this show since I discovered it. And I've watched, I binge watched the first two seasons. And I then discovered this was canceled. And then it didn't get canceled. And I got picked up by Netflix. And it released 10 episodes. And I was on vacation when they came out. Big ordeal. But I'm finally watching it. And 
I love this season so much. Like the first season and this season are definitely the best. And I'm like only in episode two, but I am so invested in the characters and in everything. And I first episode in, they were like, boom, mentioned Puerto Rico. And I was like, what? What is this? And apparently one of, okay. So basically designated survivor. It's like a government show, like politician. It follows the life of the president. But what happens is something happens in DC and everyone in the Senate and the president die. And they have this thing called that's a designated survivor. If something were to happen to everyone and like the chain of how it's supposed to be, if something happens to the president and blah, 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 they have this designated survivor that's supposed to take charge and take the role of the president. So basically the godparents of the government? Basically, I guess. But yeah, the, the night that that happens, he gets picked up by Secret Service and there he's told like, basically, now you're the president of the United States. You get to get sworn in right away and make a message to the people and blah, blah, blah. So the first season basically follows that first year of him being the president and into this role that even though he was in politics, he wasn't, he had never run for office. Second season is like, it keeps going as things get to normal. And there's like a lot of conspiracy theory, like stuff happening. And they involve like stuff from actual stuff that are happening and others that are just fictional. I don't know. I like it a lot. I like police cop shows and all that and it feels kind of like a cop show but not a cop show and it's like i love conspiracy theories and the government and i don't know it's really interesting and i get really addicted to it every time i start watching and i'm invested in the characters already and their stories and how they interact with each other especially like the first little group that was there through the whole ordeal i don't know show's cool i don't know if it's your thing but i'm addicted it sounds interesting i don't know lately like this past what two three weeks for some reason everything has to do with the government like you'll know when i mention my recommendations from my recommendations apart from all the insurance songs that i mentioned before there's another insurance song it's not an insurance song this is a taylor swift song Featuring Ed Sheeran because we kind of talked about his music, but we never talked about the collaborations that he has done with other people. And this is definitely my favorite collab. Like when I say, I mean, this is the other side of the collab. You know, the song is not his song, but he's on the song. Well, I'm so brilliant with this explanation. Anyway, the song is called Everything Has Changed. And it's so good. And the music video is so cute. And also this song, it's like from the best Taylor Swift era ever. I know Natchez is going to disagree with me. But I love the red era. And I wasn't part of... Whoa, what I was going to say there. Did you say I was going to disagree with you? Well, maybe you think it's something else. The Red Era is my favorite Taylor Swift era. Oh, true. Sorry, I got confused. Like, because you love, you love Speak Now, too. So. Me, too, but I know, I know. I love Speak Now, but, but like Speak Now and Red are like my two favorite So era. Speak Now, it's the era that I was actually like actively listening to Taylor. And then for the Red Era... I was a freaking hater. We have addressed this before, people. And then for 1990, uh, 1989, because thanks to Nachi, I before the album came out, 
I listened to Red and I wasn't part of the actual Red era, but that's the best album out there. So yeah, this song is there. Music video is amazing. Go watch it. Go listen to the song. And I'm going to move on to the other recommendations. So this is why I was saying for the past three weeks, everything has been government related. I started reading this book series called Delirium by Lauren Oliver. I recommended the first book that is actually called Delirium like two episodes ago, something like like two weeks ago. And I said that I didn't want to recommend this uh, anything from the series until I finished the series, but the book was so freaking good that I couldn't help myself. So I recommend that. I finished the series. Oh my God, it's so amazing. And now everything that is going on around us keeps reminding me of the book. And I keep saying like, this this reminds me to Delirium, but I cannot say anything because now she's interested on the book. So I don't have anyone to talk about. <sighs> okay. So the books are so good. Go check out what they're about because if I try to explain, I'm going to give too much away. But it's this whole thing about kind of like government and they have kind of like banned love and they have found a cure and they cure you so you shouldn't feel love and anything. And if you feel love, then the procedure fail on you. Or if you run away and don't get cured, or if you're a sympathizer, like there's this whole resistance movement and the government is corrupt. It's, oh my God, it's so good. I got so into the books that I read. The first one took me like a week because I was busy, but the other two, I read them like in two days. Nachi knows about this because that was the only thing that I was talking about for those, like for that week week and a half that I was reading this series so yeah go check them out they're really good I thought I wasn't gonna be like so into it because I tend to shy away from like politics and like government related things and books that are more like action like I don't know if I'm explaining myself, but this like that kind of book that has like when you're watching an action movie is the same feeling, but you're just reading it. And I'm not into that because it tends to get me a little bit anxious, but I was so into this series and I'm so glad I liked it because I have read two other books from the same author and I love them. So go check this, this series out. The first book is called Delirium. The second book is called Pandemonium. And the third book is called Requiem. And apparently there was an attempt, like a failed attempt of making a TV show about this. And they released a pilot where Emma Roberts was the uh, main character, like on 2014. I watched that. Go read the books. They're so good. And that pilot was garbage. Like they mixed the three books. It was a mess. But moving on to my last recommendation. Yes, I'm recommending the song by Residente, Baboni, and Ile. 
afilando los cuchillos because it's so good and it's the only thing that I have listening I have been listening to in the past two days because it came out yesterday uh today's Thursday people it came out on Wednesday so it's the only thing I've been listening to in like the past less than 48 hours I think I have listened to that song like more than 20 times already it's that good so go listen to it and I think that's it I guess that's a wrap for another week I want to say yet again, thank you guys for listening every single week. If you do, if you haven't, go catch up on every single episode we've released so far. There's 15 you can binge listen to on Spotify, iTunes, or SoundCloud. You can also find us on social media as Obsessed Millennials. And on Spotify, we also have playlists with like our recommendations and new releases. And you can get a listen to that and see what we're listening to. Sometimes we add a little extras before we publish and stuff. And go talk to us on social media and let us know what you're loving every single week as well. As always, thanks for listening. And we'll see. We'll listen. We'll, we'll talk to you. What? We'll talk to you next week. Well, we'll not talk to you, but we'll talk to each other and you can listen to us next <laughs> <Yeah>. week. <laughs> it's complicated, Bye. people. When it's com- when it's YouTube, you can say and we'll see you guys or whatever, but when it comes to podcasts, it's more difficult. You're also not seeing them. It always confuses me. Well, people, when you're listening to this podcast, send us a selfie and then we can see you. Yes, send us a selfie so we can see your faces. Yeah. Anyways, that's weird. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Thank you, guys. (laughs) 